Hey guys, and welcome to Tom and Talk. How's it going there, man? What's up, bro? Uh, not much, dude. Not really a lot to report. Yeah, yeah, we say that all the time, but we got a little news right now. They've been in talks for nine days straight, so... It really but looks it, like they're trying to get it done, you know? Well, yeah, uh, when we've seen that series is already going to be canceled, like we, we had a strong suspicion of that. But it, it seems like they're actually starting to work through it a little bit. Well, man. I mean, I, I hope they get it worked out, man, because I don't want to lose another series. I mean, honestly, you wouldn't necessarily have to lose the series. You just technically kind of have to do double headers. Seven eight well, games. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more. I think it's more like um, like just the timeline, just for knowing that they're gonna have to have spring training and everything. And man, this is just such a mess with the free agents that's still unsigned. Yeah, I, I really, I'm curious to how it's gonna go. Like the moment the lockout ends, some guys are gonna be super desperate to just get their deal inked. And like well, guys like Correa, that's getting big deals, like huge deals. I mean, he's gonna hold out till he gets the deal he wants. He's not gonna yeah. care one way or the other. But if he, you know, if you're, if you want to play this season, like he's gonna have to make one quick. Like or he's gonna he, have to make a just quick. Or he decision. just takes a one year deal. You know how that goes. I don't think he's gonna do that because he can't risk. You know, accidentally, you know, having a shitty season and losing all that leverage he's got right now. Well, you, you definitely have a point there. I mean, if he did have a crappy season, all that leverage he's got goes down the toilet. But let's yeah. go over what some of the things that uh, from the office of the commissioner of baseball, true a-hole, Robert Manfred. Yeah, let's see um, what his exact words were. Yeah, like I said, there's there's... It's kind of updated today, though, I feel well, like. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. He's put out there that they offered to raise salary for the minor leaguers to 700000 which is a, I, I believe, a $130,000 raise. Offered a $30 million bonus pool and offered a 33% raise to major leaguers, adding more than $100 million additional compensation for younger players. And then there's the okay. stuff with the uh, there's the stuff with the service time, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's one of the big that's the big probably one of the big hangups, which we both know was caused by many other people. But Chris Bryant was a prime example. That was that was just one of the glaring examples. But that that's been going on forever, you know. Uh, that. Yeah, definitely. It just it used to not be quite like back in the day when it when it was happening that it just there wasn't so much money on the line. Like, that's the difference, I feel like. Well, like, I mean, that yeah. one year could screw you out of, you know, uh, it could be disastrous. It could literally cost you $100 million on a contract. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, so, I mean, then there was, they also eliminated the um, the draft pick compensation. That's what. Yeah. That was another thing that was mentioned. I wonder if that would play into it, like, if we lost Freddie would we not get like a draft pick for that or when would that take place uh it, it doesn't say directly uh it also said something about a competitive balance tax you know what i mean yeah. 
so it was basically something uh, that they offered. It's larger than a larger first year increase than what they did in the last two agreements. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I just want to be a fly on the wall and see how far they actually are along with this. Like, I'm curious to how far they still are apart. I mean, if they've been in talks, you know, every day, you'd think they'd have to be making some concessions. The owners, they have to. And you know it's the owners who have to bridge the gap because the players know exactly what they want. They're unified in it. it. They're not asking too very much. Like They're just asking for what's fair. Yeah, I don't well, know. Even Bernie Sanders came out and put out a statement about it. Like, what did Sanders whether say? You, whether you whether you like him or love him or don't give a damn about him, at least uh, he's standing up for baseball. I give him credit. I mean, you know, hey, yeah. anybody that's standing up for baseball and allowing a season to happen, you know, anybody that's for yeah. that season happening, hey, they're all right in my book. Yeah. There you go. But uh, I'll, I'll say this. Now, this is one thing that was huge. Uh, and this was his exact words. It's a very small statement. I'm not going to read everything he said, but I'll just say this. He said, finally, we offered a procedural agreement that would allow for the timely implementation of sorely needed rules like the pitch timer, elimination of shifts to improve the entertainment value of the game on the field, mm-hmm. and we agreed to the universal designated hitter. Wait, so they agreed to eliminate the shift? Let's see. No, the we offered a procedural oh. agreement that would allow for the timely implementation of sorely needed rules like the pitch timer and elimination of shifts. Mm. And they agreed upon the designated hitter. So that yeah. doesn't mean they agreed to the offer for the pitch timer and... I don't think I think I don't think they've agreed on anything. They've just shown like that's things that they they'll they're willing to accept when they do have an agreement. I guess you could say like I, I just read right here though uh, from Nightingale. It says there were no no formal proposals exchanged today during the negotiations, and it's unknown when the two uh, sides will meet again. So I I mean they'll meet again soon, but apparently they don't have a a date for that, and there was nothing proposed today. So that's a bad sign. It is a bad sign, and the uh, MLBA, MLBPA has headed back to uh, New York, so without an agreement put in place, so that is a really bad sign. You know? It's, it's not looking good. Uh, I would like to know exactly what the players are asking for personally. I haven't gotten that information. I've only mm-hmm. seen, you know, what Major League Baseball is offering, not what the players' association. I, I have a feeling a lot for. of it's a lot of it's minorly related. Like, you know, what I mean, like because those are the guys that are really getting the shaft. Oh, they're getting shafted big time. I mean, yeah. big time, dude. I mean, uh, most of these guys have to work a part-time job while playing. Yeah, I mean, they season. get paid less than minimum minimum wage. So they really you know, do. Yeah, they get like a 
a, like eleven hundred and something bucks a month, I believe, is, or something but, like that. You can't live on that. Yeah, and especially like, especially when you're like, why do the teams not look at their minor league players like an investment? Like, put money into your investment. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it would make more sense because look, you got if you want talent to mature. And thrive, uh, yeah. Yeah, and thrive. They need to be able to concentrate on one thing and one thing only. Not yeah. how am I going to feed myself or my family. Yeah, you know? and not to mention they'll be feeding themselves with McDonald's because that's all they can afford and fast food every day. Yeah. Like, it's just, it doesn't make sense for either. It just doesn't make sense for the owners to skim in that department like i know they're greedy and they're gonna you know cut corners in many ways but that just shouldn't be one of them man oh it definitely shouldn't be but it it certainly as hell is i mean what can i, I say i think it's because there are so many players like uh they look at it like, like if we commit too much to them like there's just too many minor league guys and they don't want to commit to that i but, mean i i, I you look at it this way okay so you know how the whole entire system worked out right you know this got started by the owner of the daggone royals kaufman no i didn't know that he was actually the really inventor of sabermetrics if you ever get a oh, chance well, check out the video. oh yeah that's different though i thought you was talking about like uh the system in which like the minor leagues is set up and stuff well it's similar to that because what he did was essentially he brought in like 700 players, right? Out of the 700 players he brought in, 42 of them, right, were chosen. And eventually out of the 42, 19 made it to the majors. But they were sent down to the Gulf Coast League to play and, I mean, just murdered the competition. He really did basically start the minor leagues the way they do the system now. So, Okay, so like a... Uh deciding who's double a triple a stuff like that yeah. Like, gotcha. yeah definitely and what he was looking at was he also knew that you had to throw certain like stretching they didn't even do stretching back then but his camp started yeah. that they didn't do the mental aspect of baseball his uh academy is actually what it was called it was the royals academy actually started that and how certain mm. colors can play a factor into happiness and all this other stuff. His wife picked out the colors. <laughs> it's actually a fascinating documentary, dude. Mm, I, I mean, might I, check that I, out. I was actually What's glad your I watched it. Um, it's let's see here. I uh, I'll have to look it up and tell you later. But I mm. I do know. Uh, I think it's sports historian did it on YouTube. Oh, okay. And this guy is good i mean he is like absolute tops so i know i shouldn't even be pushing anybody else on here but no, he, no. he was truly yeah. amazing honestly and no there's a there's so many good uh baseball youtubers that start or that's really boston right now oh yeah and but that whole thing on the royals was just simply truly amazing i've never seen anything like yeah. it i wasn't aware of that uh, around what year or is this taking place? Because I'm trying to think of it's um, something I've never really thought of much, like when the minor leagues was established the way they were. Well, let's see. And I'm pulling it up. Um, okay. 
it's the I gotta get past some of this here uh, I want to say it was like 68 like 68, 68. when it happened because they had just lost their that team sounds about right they had just lost their team I forgot where Kansas City moved to but they had lost their previous team to another city and then Kaufman brought the team back because there were so many fans and more especially their um, U.S. Senator and Congressman was pissed off Major League Baseball had no choice but to actually bring him back you know what I mean Mm. so Kaufman he bought the team and everything and then when he died you know what he made sure of that it was worded so intricately that the guy that bought the team next could not sell the team. I mean, not sell them, but could not make them move out of Kansas oh, City for yeah. any daggum reason at all. That's good. I mean, that's that's brilliant. Yeah. It's just looking out for looking out for the fans and the you know. Yeah, but anyways, enough on that. Yeah, which still, like I said, absolutely fascinating. You know, but. Uh, so, what do you think will happen with Freddie whenever all this unfurls? I, I keep trying to, I keep going back and forth in my head between like, um, like obviously the longer this goes on, it, the worse it feels for us re-signing him. But oh yeah, also, but also in the back of my head, I'm thinking like, once it, like the moment this lockout ends, Freddie's gonna want to be, he's gonna want to know who he's playing for. And I feel like it may be a good chance, like right when it ends, for the Braves to be like, "Okay, here's a new and updated deal. You want to just take it and, you know, let's get things going." Like, there's a possibility of that, but I don't know. I mean, and you you've uh, you've heard the comments from Chipper recently, and that really didn't put my mind at anywhere close to ease. Well, I mean, that's what hard. we we already knew that. Yeah, but I mean. Do and see, there are a lot of fans that are kind of split here. You know what I mean? Do we want to offer thirty million dollars to a thirty-two-year-old second? I mean, a first baseman. You know what I mean? Do we want to offer that kind of contract to an aging superstar? Yeah, well, it, the age part doesn't really bother me for the amount of time he's going to be there. But it because I mean, we know what we're going to get from him for the we most part. We absolutely do. Yes. Yeah. And so that the, that doesn't bother me. And say if it's like six years, and we need we just need him around. We need him in the clubhouse like, for leadership yeah. purposes. Yes. Yeah, we and, all know that. Everybody well, that listens to this or even knows baseball at all, not even Braves, they know that Freeman's. You know, he's our clutch. biggest. Yeah, he he is a lifetime. What is it? I believe it's two ninety seven hitter. Honestly. It's not, I mean, he keeps up the 300s. He'll be at that 300 marker when he retires. The guy's going to provide us for the next six years, right? Yeah. He'll provide us what we need. He keeps himself in good shape. You know, I've not seen a first baseman that can do a split and catch a ball like that. And, yeah. you know, he is a tireless worker. He doesn't get hurt very often. And that's thanks to limbering up. And yeah. also not being pure muscle, once again. 
All right, so yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer. What what we want? Oh, we all and know what we I, want. And I just wonder at this point, like, like if Freddie even like uh, like what Freddie even wants? Like, is it? Is he thinking like um? I wonder if he's already out the door in his head. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, you got to look at it from the perspective of how much he's done, right? how he took a big discount in his first contract and how he's been a tire. I mean, you're just a, a proven leader in the clubhouse has sacrificed for the team. Yet he, he should, probably should feel slighted by the fact that he wasn't oh, offered he, a he contract. Definitely does. Yeah. I mean, I would be upset too, but you just have to wonder is his love for the city and the fans enough to keep him here? Yeah, and it also worries me, like, him taking a big contract somewhere else where where he's not, like, like they'll just be looking at him as, like, a hired gun. Like, they all, they know he's a great player and all that, and they'll be happy to have him. But what if he goes there and has, like, a bad year right off the bat or something while he's making that type of money? Like, the fans are not going to have his back the same way they would in Atlanta if that were to happen. I mean, he can slump here. And still not get booed. He goes somewhere yeah, else on a big contract. We would never oh, boo him. No, we it wouldn't would matter what him. happened. We wouldn't boo him. No. Because you look what he brought us. Yeah. He got himself a ring here, didn't he? Yeah. But anyways, dude, yeah. we need to take a break from our and hear a word from our sponsor. And uh, we'll come back and we're going to wrap this up as soon as we hear that uh, wonderful... Uh, Advertisement from Anchor. Go. All right, guys. Welcome back. So we're going to put kind of a period on the, you know, whole CBA deal talk with Mike Trout's statement because we all know he doesn't tweet much. He doesn't come out and say very much at all, really. So when he does, players listen, you know. I imagine they take that as like the word of baseball god, basically, as far as the players you know, go. But yeah, it is pretty simple. He just said, I want to play. I love our game, but I know we need to get this CBA right. Instead of bargaining in, in good faith, MLB locked us out. Instead of negotiating a fair deal, Rob canceled games. Players stand together for our game, for our fans, and for every player who comes after us. We owe it to the next generation. So that's about as, you know, best thing you could have said. Well, I mean, when you're when you're talking about a lockout here, of course they're trying to get the right thing for the minor leaguers, as we discussed earlier, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't see any other way about going about this than what they're doing right now. Yeah, and and it's like Mike Trout; he's got his money. Everybody knows that. But you know, they got to stand. Yeah, you know, they got to stand for everybody else and the guys that are yet to come along. Guys that haven't got their money. Well, you're also leaving out, like, uh, you know, one thing. That they actually played, in 94, they played uh, a season without a CBA intact, right? Which ended up leading to them canceling the World Series. Yeah. So it's not like they can go into the season without something locked in. Well, they they didn't even have to lock us out. They didn't have to lock them out to begin with. No, they didn't. Like, 
Yeah, that's how that's how you know. Like that kind of just that alone kind of showed you the owner's mentality. Yeah. yeah, I mean, really, honestly, the lockout wasn't needed. It just it's something yeah. the owners do in every sport to try to put pressure on the players. Yeah, yeah, to put pressure. That's exactly what it was. But yeah, you you would think that they're trying to kill baseball. If you just looked at their actions, like, you know, like, my dad yeah. said, my dad said to me the other day, I said, you know, Nash, uh, baseball's still our national pastime, right? He said, well, as far as I'm seeing it, baseball's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's never going to be to people like us that, you know, no. love the game with everything we got. But like, as far as the eyes of the public, yeah. And what sucks is, like, we have the best product we've ever had right now. Right. And it's a cash cow for them. Yeah, the money's there. Like, the money's there over any professional sport there is. Absolutely. That's that's what blows my mind. Well, for one, that's why they're fighting to begin with, obviously. But, yeah, it's just, there's just too much invested in it to let everything just swirl down the drain like it's done. Completely agree with that, man. And what my dad was actually saying is the owners are killing baseball by initiating this lockout in the first place. Most of the time when you have these things, it's hard to get a season started on time. You're going to end up with canceled games, disgruntled fans, and it's hurting the game more than anything else ever could. Yeah, and and even though the players stand united, kind of, they have to kind of. But you know, there's certain guys that want to be out on the field a lot more than like other guys that like know they're getting paid and all that. Like some of these guys are like, yeah, probably, you know, in the back back of their head, like thinking, like I don't care. Like let's just, I, I need to prove myself. I need to my career. You know, I need to get my career going. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but I mean, you know, it's a real disservice to those guys too. It really is, and the the main part about this is greed, greed, and pride. And pride is what the downfall of man. Yeah, I don't think pride has much to do with it. Like, uh, for the owner's point of view, I'm gonna say greed right. for the most part on that one. Yeah, greed. it's definitely greed. It's definitely greed. But um, all right. We're, enough we're about enough about up. the dagum. Um, yeah. One one the one other thing is uh, Juan Soto was asked. He was being interviewed, and it's a uh, just a short clip, but basically he just said the things you would expect him to say, like uh, when asked about his deal, like turning that down, and if he expects to get more along the lines of four hundred to five hundred mil, and you know he basically just said, yeah, uh, leave that up to Scott Boris, but. My priorities with the Nats, you know, blah, blah, blah. Of course, he's going to say that. And when asked, like, if he plans to sign with them, like, you know, obviously implying, like, if the deal's there, if he would stay with them. Like, yeah, I think I think he does like the Nats, and I think, I think he will stay with them given, you know, that the money is even comparable. Well, the way I was looking at it from what he said, he was just like, yeah, why would I leave? You know, and the Nat, the Nats didn't sign Harper neither. Like uh, they, they let him walk, which it wasn't wasn't wrong of them. Like they went on to win the World Series the next year. So, 
But I I really think they're going to take Soto's contract a lot more seriously than Harper's. I would think so because he's a little less of a prima donna or was at that point in his yeah. career. It ain't even just about that. It's just the talent level. I mean, Harper just won an MVP over, over Soto, and Soto's still, you know. Well, I hate to say it. Know, head and shoulders I, above him. I hate to say it, and you know what I'm saying. I think we both know how I feel about it on either one of them getting that one. But we all know who really deserved deserved that award. That's a guarantee. Yeah. yeah. Acuna would have would have had it very easily if he oh, had just been on the field. If he, he wouldn't have even had to do nothing yeah. crazy. No, he, he just had to keep up his numbers. Been, yeah. He could have just kind of coasted into the MVP. Pretty much. But, I mean, you know, Raleigh was a dark horse candidate. Oh, yeah. He should have definitely yeah. been considered. Yeah, I, I think he should have got more attention than he did over it, but... I'm not going to say he should have won it, but well, he should have got more attention. It's all a popularity what he done the World Series, He's going to be looked at next year with a with a real shot at winning it. Well, I also want you to think about something else. A travesty. Or this that, year. A travesty that will never be righted because it can't be. There's a certain pitcher, a Hall of Famer, with over 300 wins, but no Cy Young Awards. Do you want to know why? Because he played for the Angels and Houston Astros during that time. Can you take a wild guess which pitcher I'm talking about? Uh, hit me. I'm not thinking well right now. His nickname is the Express. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nolan Ryan. Yeah, it is, it is kind of crazy. He never won a Cy Young Award. I mean, you look at how many years he played, right? And how many strikeouts he had? Over 5,000, Hunter. Yeah, that's... And in each year that he was considered for the voting for the Cy Young, he never finished second. It was always third. And I kind of want to go back go through it now and look at the guys that won, won it over them and compare the seasons because I, I wonder how many he was... He was shit, shit out of. Oh, he was shit out of at least four. Hardcore. That's crazy. And you know why, right? You know why these players wanted over him. Steve Bedrosian was a daggum reliever and beat him out. A reliever yeah. beat a starting pitcher out. I mean, that's happened before, but it just shouldn't happen over... Nolan Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, and uh, it's all because... He was playing for the Phillies. Bedrosian was, right? And at the time, Ryan was playing for the Angels. Yeah, I mean, I, I that definitely plays a part in it. But, see, I wasn't alive during that time. I'm kind of curious, like, well, you know, how, was, when you know, Nolan Ryan start, was started to be viewed as, like, you know, his Nolan Ryan. His first season in the majors was 1968. Now, do you know when he quit pitching? Probably like early 90s, like 93, 94. 93, yeah. You know, he, he was in there a good 20, 20 something years. So, yeah. I mean, he definitely holds the record. For, well, no, he didn't hold the record for longevity on that, but he definitely has a 
really a missing piece on his mantle. That for is, sure, for yeah, sure. definitely. But anyways, my point being on that is all this stuff, the MVP, everything like that, the Hall of Fame is even a popularity contest. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyways. Uh, so I mean, you know, I'm glad we could get get a a pot out today. You know, yeah. It's just kind of update, folks. We're we're waiting to have guests or like some actual information, or else you know we're gonna have to just start shooting the shit about our day or something, <laughs> our lives. I guess. I'm pretty I sure know. nobody wants to hear that. Exactly. So we need some need some information, or we're gonna get some guests together, but. Anyways, guys, we just wanted to hop in, you know, say what's up, give you a quick update. And if anybody's listening and you've yet to subscribe to us, please do that. Give us a little bump. But I don't know. Anything else, John? Nah, man, that was perfect. We'll just leave it with that. All right, guys. Peace out.